My next guest is an international business coach, best-selling author, farmer's wife, and mummy of two boys. She helps entrepreneurs build six or seven-figure businesses by halving their workloads whilst doubling their business. Please welcome Sky Barber. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with the amazing Sky Barber. Hello. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. I know that you are a business coach, a, a best-selling author, and you're just amazing. And I just love following you. <laughs> and I'm just so excited to get to know you. Um, so feel free to take us on your journey. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love speaking to like-minded uh, women in business. So, oh my goodness, I can start at any point. Should I go right back to the beginning of starting my yes. business? Is that helpful? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I always knew that I wanted to have my own business right from being a child. And I think it was because I was so fortunate to grow up with very entrepreneurial role models all around me. And I just knew that that this was like my calling. I was going to have my own mm. business. But my parents worked really, really hard. We never really saw my dad. He was a farmer and had lots of different diversifications on the farm. He was always working to make finance to look after us as a family. And my mom had to give up her business dreams when she had four of us children and she stayed at home to look after us. So I really saw two role models of like, you can either be a great mother and great parent, or you can earn great money. Doing mm. the two was really difficult when you wanted to do your own business. So it was no surprise that my parents really encouraged me to take the amazing job that I was headhunted for straight out of <laughs> university because they believed that was going to give me the flexibility and freedom that I was looking for. I always knew that that wasn't where it was going to be long term, but I, I loved it in my corporate world and I got to head up um, teams. I was running, uh, I was in charge of teams of like 250 people, 45 million pound turnovers at the age of 27. So I had a huge amount of responsibility, wow. big operations. It was great. It was like my own business within a business. <laughs> so it kind of fulfilled lots of like leadership ambition I had. And the other thing about this um, UK organization is that it's a partnership. So everyone is like a co-owner of it. And it's very much the ethos of the work. It's like everyone has to think they're an owner of the business. So it ticks so many boxes and I loved it. But I had a burning desire for more. Mm -hmm. And when I told my family and friends, like, that's it, I'm going to start a business, everyone thought it was in my best interest to talk me out of it. Mm. It doesn't get any better than this guy. Like, why would you leave this employer? Think of all the amazing benefits you get. And yet I knew I was hungry for more. But just like anyone who wants to start a business, 
but doesn't actually know exactly how they're going to start a business. That transition of what is the best idea and actually starting it took a lot longer than I wanted. And it was three years from deciding like, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave to actually handing in my resignation, which wow. is quite a long, quite a long time. The critical voice came out and basically every idea was not good enough and it wasn't perfect and it could fail. And um, one thing I've learned in business having left is that failing is just the norm. Like you have to try things, <laughs> you have to give things a go. And then um, we have to learn from our, learn from our mistakes and failures and, and keep moving forward. I then found out I was pregnant which was really happy news. But I had this idea. I'd handed in my resignation. I wasn't 100% convinced on this idea, but I just wanted to get out. Mm -hmm. And I remember my dad saying to me, um, I don't think this is a good idea, Sky. I was like, oh, which bit? It's like having a baby and leaving your job and starting a business. I was like, well, dad, I'm five months pregnant. I've left my job and I am starting a business. So this this advice is great, but it's like too late and it doesn't really help right now. So there I was, um, wanting to to take my ideas and and make them into take them into action. And I've been really fortunate. Like in corporate, I had kind of dabbled on the side, so I knew I could make money. I just wasn't sure on the idea. I don't know if you've ever had that, Anna, when you're like, what, which, what is it? What, what is, what is my niche? What is, what is the thing I should be doing? So it took me probably a year to get into the rhythm of, of deciding like, okay, what is it that I want to do? I found myself falling down the trap of this is what I think other people think I should do mm. rather than this is what I yeah. really want to do. So I ended up teaching public speaking, I ended up working in um, with other corporates. I ended up helping and being a director of a hospitality business, setting that up for scratch. And then we sold that just in the in the early stages of the pandemic. We sold that for just under three million pounds. Wow. So there's some really great learning, but it wasn't what I really, really longed to do. And that was teach leadership and teach other entrepreneurs how to start a business, how to run a business that doesn't take up all of their time because that's what I saw growing up running a business took all your time and you had no freedom and I knew from my experience in corporate that with great leadership and of course this is what you're passionate about as well mm -hmm. you could do both you could be a great mummy and earn great money and that's subsequently what I've set up and running a multi-six-figure business with a one-year-old and a four-year-old um, on part-time hours and it's great fun wow your story is amazing and I feel like so much people like will resonate with this right it's like the duality of like thinking it's either or but it can be both absolutely at the same time for sure um so what would you say was like the key for you to say like no like I'm gonna stick with leadership like this is what I'm really good at oh okay great question I think when it when it came down to it, when I kept looking back, I kept brainstorming and I have all my notebooks of all the yeah. ideas that I had. There was a common theme and it was around leadership, stepping mm. up, having your voice heard. And I thought it was about communication to start with. Mm. But I quickly realized that actually communication, team, like it's, yes, it's all parts of leadership. And actually if I work with the individual, that's where I get the most enjoyment and that's where we make the most transformation. Yeah. And then I started looking deeper as to, well, what's, what's making me, what's holding me back? Why am I scared? Why am I fearful of just owning this when it came to leadership? And I was actually, it was the thoughts of others. It was the thoughts of my colleagues in corporate and kind of thinking, 
well, what do they think? Like, am I imposter syndrome came out? Like, mm-hmm. what makes gives me the right to talk about leadership when actually there are some incredible leaders I worked with? Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that actually leading in my way, hearing someone hearing it from my voice mm-hmm. and would resonate with me versus the 50-year-old man who worked with in corporate who was an amazing leader, but maybe didn't resonate in the same way as a young mom. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm not young now, but like middle-aged, <laughs> middle-aged <laughs> mom. I'm still, I call myself early 30s, but like 34, it's probably not early, is it? Um, so I, uh, I know, I realized that people need to hear it in my own voice. And when I started to, when I started to just put fear to one side and mm. take imperfect action, and I have this um, saying of like, it's profit over perfect. Like, let's mm. just give this a go. And I realized like it, it lit me up in ways that other avenues hadn't. The transformation I was getting with clients were just unbelievable. And the more I've trusted my own instinct, the more I have connected with clients and the more my business has grown. Mm. Of course, I did some wonderful um, mindset work and some inner work as well. And then I've really used um, different practices of NLP and kind of brought it into my own my own work too and meditation into my own practical work of leadership. So from doing this and finding this out myself and really like taking the steps myself, I now help clients on a similar journey. Mm, I love this so much. And yeah, you're so inspiring. And I know in my heart that like what you did here and like you choosing yourself and choosing your passions is like a ripple effect as well on the yeah. world. <laughs> oh, sure. thank you. Thank you. I was scared. Like I, I maybe... I don't know, maybe it sounds silly, but I was I was genuinely worried because leadership used to seem such a corporate world mm-hmm. word as well. Mm-hmm. And I would naturally talk about delegation and management, leadership. And I was working with solopreneurs that were like pretty early on in their business, right the way through to online entrepreneurs, kind of multi-seven figure. And the, the I wanted to try and change it so much. And when I actually just stopped thinking about what does everyone else think? I should do, or more importantly, what do I, what are my perceptions on what everyone else thinks I should do? And what is it heart of hearts I really want to do? And let's just go with that. Mm -hmm. When I started building a business my way, that's when it all came together. And it's just, it's having like a compounding effect. It's all like building Mm -hmm. once and it's like, oh yes, this is, even in the last few months, I've just restructured my business, brought out a whole new program. I closed my best-selling course. I closed my membership and it, the more I follow the way I want business to go rather than looking at all the gurus that are 10 steps Mm -hmm. further than us, the more successful my business is becoming and the happier I am running it. Wow. Yeah, this is key. I I feel like we have to look at ourselves and be honest with ourselves and say like, no, like I want to run this this way and like make those decisions that are not necessarily easy, but that we know is going to serve us in the long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. So having worked with like solopreneurs and CEOs, like what would you say is like the biggest, you know, mindset block that keeps coming over and over uh, for them? It's what I find fascinating about this work is that it doesn't matter if you're quite early to business or whether you are in the, you know, properly scaling towards eight figures in business. The mindset challenges are so similar. You might be looking at it in a slightly different lens, but 
the challenges are there are so so similar and let me talk about what, what those are mm-hmm. so the challenges I see when in in our line of work I see a lot of people say that you know we get in our own way which we absolutely do and I am not immune to that but so <laughs> often we look at the past and say okay what is it about our history that has led us to believe that we can or can't do something mm-hmm. what I believe is that we can look to our future and see what we're like, what what is it about the future that is getting in our way in terms of our own success? And when I work with my one-to-one clients, we spend a lot of time looking at our future self and seeing like what we what do we need to be to be the next level of leader? And what plays out is something I have named the freedom blocks. So there are four different blocks that get in our way that kind of act as a like obstacles on our path to freedom. So we believe like we want often to start a business for freedom, like financial time. We want freedom to choose what we do. We want clarity of our business. And yet we put things in our way that actually makes freedom really challenging at times because Mm. to be that leader with freedom means that we have to adapt and change our way of working. We have to grow. We have to grow a team. We have to delegate. We have to systemize all these things that actually when you haven't done it before can be scary. So instead, we put these freedom blocks in subconsciously that get in our way. So if I talk you through the four freedom blocks, the four things I see for entrepreneurs, the first one is the responsibility block. So this is the belief that everyone becomes comes before you. So you're the one who's like taking work on for clients, taking work on for family, saying, I'll do that. That's fine. Oh, that'll only take me five minutes. Five hours later, you're still working at it. <laughs> So that's the responsibility block because you spend the whole time looking after everyone else. You can't possibly put your dreams first. It feels selfish. The second one is the critical block. I got stuck in corporate for three years, not starting my business because of this. Nothing is perfect. No idea was perfect of mine. So we're so critical on everything being like absolutely right that we don't take action or move forward. Mm -hmm. And so we stay in the weeds of our business and it's impossible to delegate effectively or share to our audience new ideas unless we've got every uh, every inch of detail sorted. So that's the mm. critical block. The third one I see is the independence block. So that is the belief that we have to do everything ourselves. So we are logical. We are resilient. We're the ones that don't get emotional by things. In a crisis, everyone relies on us. COVID, mm. we took it on. Our, you know, We did everything for everyone. But our shoulders get so big, like trying to do everything for everyone that actually we end up burning out super easily. Mm -hmm. And the fourth block I see is the busy block. So we just keep ourselves in our to-do lists, busy, 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 rather than actually slowing down and seeing what's really going on here. Mm -hmm. How do I get things out of my head? How do I put the foundations to grow the business in place like systems and take a step forward? So all these four freedom blocks show up in our life and they get in our way. They become big boulders on the path to growing our business and being able to step up and being a leader. And by accessing our future selves, we're able to see what's coming up for us and therefore able to put in place both the practical and the personal side of things to overcome it. So it's a long-winded answer to your your question, but (laughs) essentially we put ourselves last we keep ourselves busy. We take way too much on and don't get help. And then uh, we're super critical of ourselves. And it doesn't matter whether you are starting out or growing an eight-figure business, those four things will show up for you at different points. Everyone has a particular preference, a particular one that plays out the most, but those four things will come up. Come up. 
Wow. My mind is blown right now. <laughs> I've definitely seen all of these in my clients and myself as well. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. Thank you for sharing all of this. Not at all. I'm sorry. I'm a talker and you'll have to like zip me up. <laughs> I love that. I love how you express yourself and oh, I love this so much. Thank you. I just get so passionate. Yeah. I'm so, so passionate about it. And I see too many people handcuffed in business yeah. and keeping it, keeping themselves small. And hey, you know, these blocks play out for me all the time too and still do to a degree. So, you know, it's not something that um, I'm immune to, yeah. but I know when we can overcome them and reduce them, mm -hmm. I don't think they ever fully go away in all honesty, but when we can reduce them, like that is when the magic happens. And that's when I see clients and people in my audience grow. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, so what would you say is like the biggest accomplishment that you're just so proud of? Like, I want to, I want to celebrate you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this isn't going to be the shortest of stories as you might imagine, Anna. Um, so in short, uh, last year, last year, I had a, my second child and I had six weeks completely blackout from the business, didn't do a single thing. And we had our most successful period to date. Wow. So that in itself, I'm thrilled with. However, if we just take our minds back to last year, although it's all a bit of a blur with COVID as it seems to be like the never ending pandemic, but we had in April, in March, April, March, I think it was, um, the pandemic had hit. And at that point, 85, 80% of my business was with offline clients, a lot of it in person and done for you services. The pandemic hit, I had um, 12,000 pounds worth of invoices outstanding and all my recurring income dropped. Everything shut shop you know everyone stopped and I felt it was only fair just to cancel those invoices so I I cancelled 12,000 pounds I stopped all recurring payments in my business mm -hmm. and at the time when it came to leadership I was really known for team and really known for uh outsourcing and team building mm -hmm. who wants to do that in a recession and a pandemic yeah no one so there's me like I can't remember how many pre months pregnant I was like four or five months pregnant Business that was going really well, but just had a sudden drop off a cliff. I had a very small team around me uh, who I needed to pay the wages of and myself, baby coming, determined to take a maternity leave, and yet wasn't sure how I was going to do it. Mm. So within that space of time, and, and the, what I wanted to also say was my last, my first son was nine weeks premature. So this one, I was being told the whole time, it's going to come early, it's going to come early. So I had like a ticking time bomb of this baby coming early. And I wanted to be able to create some consistent cash and some security within, within the business. So I went from literally, I mean, I had cash in the bank, luckily, but I, um, I, had, I went from not having anything to sell through to building a, my first digital project, product that sold like a thousand pounds that went into 16,000 pounds in two weeks. Wow. That went up to like 50,000 pounds in I think the first six weeks um, or eight weeks. And it escalated from there and it grew to be um, a six-figure product, um, not the, sorry, not just in true transparency, not the 27-pound offer that was part of the funnel, but what went into my first group program. Then off the back of that, I did masterminds and various things, but it all started with that critical block being thrown to one side, <laughs> stepping up and deciding now is the time to do a digital product. 
So what I'm most proud of was when my back was against the wall. I wanted to create some maternity leave and I had nothing that I thought of that was going to be any in my toolkit that was going to be useful for clients at that time. I pivoted. We had a really successful period and I was able to take six weeks off and all my clients were super happy um, during that period. Wow. Incredible. Thank you. So I ask this to everyone who comes on the podcast and I'm very curious to know your answer. What does being a powerful leader mean to you? Stepping into our power as a leader can look different for every individual. Mm -hmm. And it's really important that we do it our way. However, and we play to our strengths. However, in my 15 plus years of experience with leaders, there are four key themes I see with great leaders. The first thing is they have a vision. They're the Mm -hmm. captain of that ship. We know the direction we're going in. So really, really clear vision. The second thing is that they are courageous with change. Change happens. Sometimes we get it wrong. Sometimes something doesn't work. But if you're courageous and bold and can make changes and adapt, you're good. The third thing I see is that they drive profit. You focus on profit generating activity and it's about not just for yourself, but for anyone else you work with, like you are profit focused. Mm-hmm. And the third, fourth thing is that you want to leave a legacy. So the great leaders and powerful leaders I see are people who want to do more than just generate an income. It's about what legacy you're going to leave on the planet. Mm, so good. <laughs> I especially love that last one because we sometimes forget like in the midst of everything why we're doing this. But then yeah. when we have that clear vision and legacy... Oh, it changes everything. And legacy can be different for different people. So some people's legacy might be a, an incredible, inspiring TEDx talk that goes on and inspires thousands of people or a book mm. or, a, or a podcast like yours that yeah. can be listened to in you know decades time. Yeah. Legacy can mean all sorts of different things, foundations um, that you want to set up or just the impact and the ripple effect you have on your clients' lives. But the whole mm-hmm. point is it's it's more than just you and it's more than just a job and an income. It means Mm -hmm. something. Yes, I love that so much. So do you have, you know, any last piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience today? I would just say that if anyone is feeling, because, you know, business is not always straightforward. We have, it's not, it's not like that, that straight line I was going to say straight line curve, and that doesn't make sense. It's not on the graph, you know, it's not always a straight line, a trajectory. Like there are little stumbles that come up. And everyone has those. So if you're at a point of feeling overwhelmed or like, oh my goodness, this can't be me, just know that by taking small steps forward, you can create and design a business that supports the lifestyle that you want. Mm -hmm. And you can have the freedom to choose how you do it. So stop looking outside for all the answers and just decide for yourself, how is it you want life to be? And then take a step forward to make that happen. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being here, for sharing all of that with us. Where can people go to connect with you further in the online space? 
Oh, well, I'd love to connect with people on Instagram at sky underscore barber. And if anyone was interested about that freedom blocks, I do have a quiz on my website. Um, it's totally free. If you want to find out how this freedom block might be affecting you, you can find me at www.skybarber.com forward slash quiz. Love it. I'll definitely take it on too. <laughs> oh, love that. Yeah. And share with me. I love it when people start talking to me like, oh my God, this is so relevant. This is how it's affecting <laughs> me. And I do a little training afterwards to apply to your business. So please, yeah, do let me know, Anna, what, which, which is your primary block. Amazing. I will do. Thank you again so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.